0: sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. How's everyone doing? I hope you um, enjoyed that powerful full moon that we just experienced. It was quite the experience for me, that's for sure. Um, Wow, what what a beautiful time and ending to this Earth month that we all got to experience. For me, celebrating the Earth is really something that I love to do every day. And in honor of this celebration of the earth, I am so thrilled to share this interview with you all with the incredible Emily Hamilton, who is a psychic herbalist and created the Institute for Psychic Herbalism. So this conversation is just so beautiful as we dive into the ways to communicate and connect with the plant world, how her health journey led to her to herbalism, how she uncovered her clairvoyance and found a beautiful connection between the two, thus creating psychic herbalism. And we get into really what psychic herbalism means to her and how we can include it into our daily lives. How we use our bodies as vessels of co-creation with the plants. Stepping through fears to share innate wisdoms. How getting back to communication with the earth will change the world. Her story of creating sacred partnership. And so much more. This is such a juicy, beautiful, amazing episode. It really encapsulates everything I love about this podcast and why I created the podcast and one of those episodes where it really feels like, you know, two friends that are hanging out in the desert and talking about the universe and the cosmos and I just love it so much. You can find more of Emily's work and en- enroll in one of her upcoming courses for psychic herbalism on her new website instituteforpsychicherbalism.org um this episode is just really beautiful and one of my favorites i cannot wait for you to hear it and get to hear her wisdom and connect to her incredible energy we talk so much about energy so you'll really get to feel that vibrational energy through this conversation so I hope you all enjoy and step into the plant world with us on Pangamoon Podcast. So thank you so much for joining me on Pangamoon Podcast. I'm here with Emily Hamilton, who is a psychic herbalist, clairvoyant, beautiful creator and we're going to get into all things about the plant world and energetics and just um, being here on this planet and using our creative gifts to make changes and shifts in the world. And I'm just so happy that you're here sharing your energy with me and your knowledge and your wisdom. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and have a conversation yeah. and just share
0: about everything I love. Share. <laughs> yes. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, I would love to start kind of from the beginning and I always like to hear people's journeys and especially their journeys to kind of the spiritual awakening. I I always think that um, especially people who have, Gone into this kind of work, they have those moments, those pivotal moments that have really impacted them Mm -hmm. throughout their journey to become um, the creator that they are right now. And I would love to hear kind of a little bit about your upbringing and what sparked you on this journey to becoming a psychic herbalist.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question because it's how did you get to be doing this? This is such an alternative kind of path. And so I would have to say, I think you mentioned this in our conversation before, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, so I grew up in the city. I grew up in LA and it was um, a challenging environment for me, but I didn't really know any different because mm-hmm. I was a child and that's what I was used to. Um, and also being in a classroom with a lot of students, uh, all of that energy really impacted me and kind of would build up in my body. And then every summer we would go up north to Big Sur and we'd take a family road trip. It would be like three weeks of camping in the Redwoods and it was just incredible and beautiful. And there's the river there and I just, sunk into that environment and when we would get there i would just start to purge kind of all of the energy that had built up in my space which is you know as we connect to earth as we connect mother nature which is you know we're intrinsically part of nature Mm -hmm. we start to become a more self-correcting ecosystem right so We live in an ecosystem. There's a huge diversity of plants and animals and fungus and even the soil, everything. And we're not so different. And so Earth has this way of self-correcting and healing. And so when Mm -hmm. I'd go into that environment, that would really happen in my body. And I would become sick. So, you know, sometimes we... We're having a big toxicity release, will become sick, physically ill. And I would get sick pretty reliably every family vacation for years mm. and years and years. Wow. Uh, throughout my childhood. And sleep for hours during the day. Um, and I would sink into the environment and, you know, enjoy the rest of the trip. And I mean, I just remember feeling so serene was so calm and it was I didn't have language or or a real uh energetic understanding of what had happened other than I was sick and then I felt better and felt better than I really had felt even before I got sick um but it was very much the process of just allowing my energy to come back into my body allowing my Mm. energy to flow um And feeling more safe to be there as well. Um, We would go to Big Sur most often, but I also remember going to this small town in Washington called Squim. And I just like, I was, I just fell in love. I was in like seventh grade or something by then. um, And I just fell in love with this little town. I'd go out clamming in the mornings and wear these big boots and just (laughs) (laughs) go straight out the door and like dig for, dig for clams in the muck. It was, and I just was like, I think I could just live here. Wow. And so that, that connection to nature was really like a key foundation in my childhood of feeling really safe, feeling like myself Feeling at ease, feeling happy, um, so so many things. It was it was a very important part of my childhood. Was these experiences of you know having my ecosystem self correct and heal itself into mm-hmm. a space where I felt really amazing in my body, and then you know, life piled up. I kind of, you know, high school was challenging. I mean, if you're a sensitive person, energy is challenging if you have no way of managing it, right? And uh, I ended up going to school for environmental engineering. Um, And it's interesting because everything I've learned since college has really propelled me in a different direction Mm. with how we need to be caring for the environment for earth um environmental engineering is so focused on water and i've gotten a little bit into you know learning about how we should be caring for water versus all the ways i i know we are currently yeah um just based on all of that training but anyway i got to a point in college where I was so physically sick from all of the buildup. I was just, it, I could hardly move my head sometimes. Like I was in so much pain, so much physical pain. My skin was completely erupted, covered in cystic acne. Um, and when you're in that
0: space in your early twenties, it's pretty, it was a pretty scary space to be in, honestly. And were you studying Um, in California? I was studying in Seattle, Washington, it's still a city. Yeah. So I, still a city.
1: Mm -hmm. um, And there's a lot of nature in Seattle. And my first year in college, I really made an effort. I was, I'd like joined an outdoors group and I was always outside Mm -hmm. doing adventures. And then um, basically like a lot of, had a lot more to do. And I felt, I kind of had this like, I need to do really well and be perfect and get straight A's and all this stuff. And so I really let that go because I wanted to get good grades, basically, which mm. in retrospect I'm like no. <laughs> I don't I don't have that same attachment any longer. Um yeah. I love doing well at things, at things that I care about and um anyway so i drove myself completely into the ground in terms of stress and um stress was a huge factor and just not creating time for taking care of myself in the way that i really needed to and i had been on round after round of antibiotics mm-hmm. i had struggled with my skin for probably um Eight to ten years before I hit that rock bottom place, like it was a long struggle that I had had. And so i had been on Accutane.
0: I did Accutane. Oh, everything. Well. All of it. It's yeah, so toxic for your body. It is. I feel like I'm and, still feeling the effects of it now.
1: Yeah, I. It's a big recovery. Yeah. It's, it's a long recovery. Um, so anyway, I, I had a point where I was like, none of this stuff is working. None of the mm-hmm. stuff that the doctors give me works. And he, like, it will it used to work for a time, but then it got to a point where it didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. at all. It seemed to make things worse and worse and worse. And so I was just desperate for my solution. And I've always been very determined. And I just believed that there was something else for me that would work. And That's when I began to do alternative research um, and seek out information and methods that weren't part of the the mainstream system um, that was, you know, what I had been using before to try to find solutions for um, my pain and my skin. I went to chiropractic as well for my pain, which didn't wasn't quite the right there was so much other energy going on that I needed something greater than that, really um, something that worked more with the energy because that was chiropractic does but anyway, um, I really just delved into the the plant world and mm-hmm. to a shift in my diet kind of it was a candida cleanse but now I'm seeing it's more of a traditional diet um for my for my body that was would have been a more traditional diet and now I kind of what I follow is a traditional diet um and things began to change like immediately mm-hmm. it, it it was a journey it, it wasn't like overnight my skin just like stopped yeah. It was definitely a lot of steps and trust and um, even creating, you know, on an energetic level, looking at myself in the mirror and, and like loving myself, you know, mm. even if my skin was still challenging for me to see mm. um, and taking those steps and really Noticing the difference as I made the changes and began to heal in a more
0: organic way. Um, And was that an intuitive knowing that you had within while you were kind of trying all these like other things that is usually given to you in kind of the medical sense? Was there something always in you saying, like, maybe the, you know, there's a different way? or was it something through your research that was like a book or a person or what was that like initial spark? What was that initial spark? I,
1: I, it, it I don't, I knew that there was another way. Mm. I knew that there, like it was just mm-hmm. a knowingness that, mm-hmm. that there was another way. Yeah. Um, and then once I found it, That's when I felt like I had come home really like, Oh, all of this that I've been trying to do and like researching just what antibiotics do. I was Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Obliterate. You And I had kind of known that before that Mm -hmm. antibiotics could be really bad for your microbiome, which they, they are. Um, I had known that and you know, was just desperate for a solution to fix my skin because I yeah. felt like I couldn't be seen or go outside. Um, but when I found herbal medicine in particular, that was when everything like I just felt like my path was clear. Like I, I had this knowingness of what i was here for what i Mm. what i had been looking for and you know and years later even came to see because you know i see that we create our lives even the really unpleasant parts there's some energy in us that is trying to come out and so i see that i really did create uh in a way, this this journey is a painful journey to f- to finding what I teach now and practice mm-hmm. and is just,
0: you know, the foundation for how I move yeah. through life. Um, it's so amazing because it's what and, you went through that uh, you're able to use that wisdom and everything that you've gone through to show people that there are like alternate beautiful natural ways to come back home to yourself and Mm -hmm. to really start to heal from the inside out. And I can relate in so many ways because, you know, I also suffered from acne when I was in high school and I took Accutane and there was, for me, it was a book that really shifted a lot of things for me. And it was called The 100-Year Lie. And it's about basically all the toxins that we put, the man-made toxins that we put into our body on a daily basis and how over time there's only a certain amount um, that we can actually contain within our energetic bodies before it starts to you know, disrupt everything within us. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. studied science. I, I worked in the hospital. I worked in the ER. I studied science and I saw that world while I was studying this kind of alternate world at the same time. Yeah. And I knew intuitively, I was like, there's something, I mean, I've always said like, you know, in terms of emergency um, medicine, there's, there's so much miracles that can be found there, but the majority of the people going in, it really has to come back to the root to the whole system to just just changing of a lifestyle changing of a working within our world and what we're putting into our bodies and I saw that connection and then I saw the repercussions of not living in that way in like a Mm real-time way and it really I mean my path turned into you know filmmaking world for whatever reason that's what called to me but yeah in so many ways I can I can totally relate to everything you shared about this kind of awakening moment that you had and then working with the plants, yeah, completely. I mean that
1: everything you just shared about your journey resonates so much with yeah. with my own. Um, I think a lot of us start to see that um, mm-hmm. through and a lot of the times you have it through experience, right? Yeah um, like in a way. I see it as a gift, knowing, knowing how sick I became mm-hmm. through putting, over toxifying my body. You know, I see it as a gift, and I'm able to heal from it. Still, I think we all. I I'm choosing to believe that we can always heal our bodies from the overtoxicity, or, you know, obviously some bodies perish but there's still a spirit and mm-hmm. anyway yeah it's a cycle um it's a cycle some you know bodies no one lives forever no nope, nobody lives forever yeah. um and yeah anyway just everything you're saying resonates so much yeah. and having the experience yourself is what really also brings you to the trust
0: mm-hmm. in
1: yourself yeah. to have that those those healing experiences And to see that anyone can have that because it might've been, you know, at times dark and scary on your, on our own personal journeys. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing ourselves out of, out of that and seeing ourselves through, um, is really incredible because you can speak from a place when you're speaking from a place of experience, it becomes so much more of a an integrated passion. I mean, I know mm-hmm. so many knowing. people who yep. are really active in it's the deep knowing who are really active and speaking right now about just how incredible you know the human body is and how we need to really trust our bodies, mm-hmm. right? We need to really 100%. trust the process of nature um, have had some really significant experience and if you haven't had that significant experience it might just create you might become confused or just not be ready to hear the information Um, there's a wide variety of things going on but I mean something that I found that um, made me feel, and and still creates strife within me, and I work through. And you know, creating neutrality is really an incredible thing to to work on. Um, but largely, people have lost faith in their innate ability to heal themselves and mm-hmm. their knowingness of how to do that. Yeah. Um, and put their faith in their health and wellness. And someone else, mm-hmm. and in someone else's answers for them, which can be just from my personal experience, I saw how detrimental that was. Yeah, and make made it really easy for me to just be like, okay, I'm, that's they don't have my information. They don't have my information about healing. I have that, and have, and I've had just so many experiences in my life where. I have really brought myself through some really intense things, even, you know, after the skin and gut stuff, I've, I've carried my body through all sorts of, uh, healing mirrors. And so I, I have this deep ingrained faith in and yeah. myself and my ability to do that. And I'm not like, it's not that no one else can do this. It's not like I'm special and this isn't for anyone else. This is how everyone's body is built is to heal with mother earth. Mm -hmm. We're, we're all earthlings. And uh, I mean, so, so much of what we're experiencing right now is just the disconnection of from, from what we are. We're, we're just intrinsically connected to nature and we've been so disconnected and it's the, it's boiling over the top. The pot is like, you know, yeah, gone out of control. And there's, there's a lot of people who can really see and it's frustrating because it's really hard to watch. I mean, it's, I come, I have to keep my distance and take time away from, you know, being engaged in every little thing that's happening because
0: yeah. Um, I totally overwhelming. I can understand that in in so many different layers, and I always go back to this kind of knowing and truth of of creating peace and harmony within my own body, and having that Mm -hmm. trust within nature that I you know can find healing, and I can be intuitive. I always ask my body you know, you know, recently I'm, I'm struggling with a little bit melasma on my skin and I'm just asking my body, like, why is this showing up? Like, what is this here to teach me? How can I, you know, and I have some intuitive Mm -hmm. feelings that are coming through that is saying like, oh, maybe look at your, the type of water you're drinking or like, you know, last year I did this really beautiful juice cleanse and it can be a variety of different things, but there's so much, um, intuitive knowing that we can have when we step away from kind of our, our modern technologies and go back into the natural world and start to connect. And like you do so beautifully is is start to talk to the plants and have that communion and that connection. And I love that description that you started with of going to Big Sur with your family. And it's like your body just knew what to do. It was Mm -hmm. by. And I've been to Big Sur and it's so healing. And even for me in a creative way, because I feel like energetically so many um, writers and musicians have gone through that area because it's such a healing, beautiful, energetic Mm -hmm. container. So I got so much inspiration when I was there and just felt so held by these like big redwoods that have just so much knowledge and um, just even like smelling the scent of the Redwoods was just a -hmm. transformational experience in itself and being like, wow, nature has so much for us, but we forget that when we get disconnected and Mm -hmm. not, you know, really experiencing it for ourselves and trusting and having that trust. But it's like your body already knew it was in that environment and it was able to kind of let go of the energetics of the city and start to heal and um, go back to its natural state, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. so I would love to go into um, a little bit more about what psychic herbalism means to you and how you work with the plants, especially, I think it's the most profound thing that we can do in this time because of everything going on and um, just going back and and getting back to a remembrance of how we can really work with the plants because I think the plants are leading us back to this beautiful relationship. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, and I'll add in there is this is coming to mind the fungi. Uh, oh yes. They're, they're
0: they're they're magical. They're they're very magical. I'm just yeah. like trying to find the word. <laughs> yeah. They're so
1: incredibly magical. And when you know, after having some experiences with plants is connecting with fungi, they're a totally different um, kind of being. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they they have so much to offer um right now. I mean not yeah, there's not not even just one kind, you know, not just magic mushrooms or anything like that. It's like they're they're evolving with us. You know, mm. they're I mean and the plants are as well yeah um but that is something that i that I see with uh, the fungi. So I'll start by answering the first part of your question, which is what does psychic herbalism mean to me? Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, I mean it's it's like I said, it's my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for me. I created this because this is how I want to live. I, I actually began my psychic studies because I really wanted to learn how to plants, and so much of it is actually um, realizing that we already know how to. Mm-hmm. It's not, I love. That. it's not really that we have to learn how to do it. It's just mm-hmm. that we have to remove the filters and the gunk that sort of stop us from doing that. Um, so what this means to me is really, I want, I want to say this in a way that's moving forward because um, we can't go back, right? We can't go back. We can only create moving forward. So I'm thinking of like kind of returning to a lifestyle that is harmonious with birth. And it's really about recreating Right, mm. recreating a lifestyle that's harmonious with Earth because it's going to look different. It's not going to look exactly like our ancestors. Um, it's it's going to be different than that because so much has changed. Um, and and I still believe it's totally possible. I mean, we have there's there's so many ways to heal the Earth and to heal with the Earth. It's
2: mm-hmm.
1: actually really exciting when you start to delve into everything. So psychic herbalism to me is a lifestyle of just being in communion or communication with Mother Earth and with everything that Mother Earth creates. So it is the plants and the mushrooms and also any sentient being, any energy, just being able to connect with, um, those energies and to be able to begin trusting what we're receiving, what we're understanding, what the communication is because it's not going to be verbal, right? It's going mm-hmm. to be a different level of communication. And so I connect psychically with the plants through the seventh chakra, which, um, is a spiritual chakra and. It holds our knowingness and allows us to connect with any entity. Um, but another portion of, of, of being open to having these experiences is the need to be energetically safe. Um, Cause a lot of people as children have, you know, all con- more sensitive children or, you know, everyone's psychic. I, I've said that before and that's something that sort of is part of being human. Um, we all, perceive energy, and mm-hmm. that's what I, I explain being psychic as, it's pretty simple. Um, and so children that will have different experiences, and I've, you know, I've even talked to a lot of parents whose children can see energy and actually get very fearful, um, mm-hmm. and some of my students also would see energy as a child, and, and it was scary to them because they didn't have any tools or any way of protecting the energy field, um, they w- didn't know what to do. And when you don't know what to do and you get scared, you're going to shut it off. And if you're seeing things, that's a, that's clairvoyance, um, mm-hmm. seeing energy, clear sight. And a lot of the times they go down into their lower chakras and just start feeling. Um, so you mentioned this briefly at the beginning, I work through clairvoyance. And so that's the clear sight and some people experience some hesitance or energy around coming into the sixth chakra because at some point it was scary for them
0: Mm.
1: and maybe not in this life. Maybe it wasn't in their childhood. Maybe they had an experience in a past life where they had some psychic experience and something bad happened. Um, and so there's a number of things that can influence or affect our clairvoyance and how much and what we see and, you know, energy getting triggered in different chakras will go down there. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a scary spirit. It can just be, you know, something happened in a in a interpersonal a relationship and you go down into your lower chakras and, mm-hmm. um, it's not I those chakras are all the chakras are incredibly useful. Um, I work through clairvoyance, particularly because uh, the toolkit that I provide is really conducive to being in this space, uh, because it's very much about being empowered over the energy that we're seeing and mm. experiencing and being able to watch something happen and stay in the clairvoyance and start yeah. to release all those trigger points. Like you were saying, it's all wow. about me doing that inner work mm-hmm. for myself. Um, because in life we we're, we're going to move around. Yeah. But if you find, when we find ourselves, wow, I'm stuck in this loop of anger or resentment, something that doesn't feel good. Um, it, Can be useful to notice, okay, wow, I'm in my second chakra. I've just been hanging out there for for the past two days and I'm just like about to explode. Maybe it's time for me to take a step, come up to my clairvoyant space and begin to look at this energy that's affecting me so that I can de-energize this and don't have to
0: continue feeling terrible. Right. Did you Um, always have that clairvoyance? Throughout your life, or was it something that you developed and like definitely
1: something up? developed <laughs> more, much more developed. Okay. Um, which so... is exciting because
0: um, yeah, I I feel like I have this the sensation one, like the feeling one. Mm-hmm. Um, is that yeah. clairsentient. Is that I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah, clairsentience. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been like, oh, I'd love to expand that to be have more of a clairvoyance mm-hmm. and to have more of the the different clairs to kind of assist and
1: yeah yeah and it's so some I think it is really nice i I think it's inspiring kind of for people to know like i'm I'm not just like you know it, expansively clairvoyant um mm-hmm. I wasn't you know born with that like incredibly heightened ability. I'm definitely more sensitive than most people are Mm -hmm. um, far more sensitive to energy. But like you said, um, and I I experienced as well, really spent a lot more time in my lower chakras and for whatever reason had sort of left my clairvoyance. And so for me, it's been a process of just coming back to that space and continuing to discover where I am, where my attention is and to be in my clairvoyance, um, not always. I, I choose to be in other places sometimes on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, I can heal myself so much faster if I hang out there than if I hang out in my lower chakras. So that's, you know, it's a big,
0: that makes me really excited (laughs) because now I'm like, Okay, how can I start to expand that? Because I've I've seen this progression of of different, you know, either whether it be an energetic block or things that I'm, you know, we're constantly learning and healing. So that mm-hmm. makes me excited that you can yeah, do it I think faster. It's, it's,
1: you can do it fast. I think it's really yeah. exciting. Um yeah, it's funny. I have had students be like, is that okay that I just released? I mean, I just like released it so quickly. Like yeah. I'm used. To- Usually I have to work through it for like, you know, so much longer. It takes like, it's a big process. And when I'm in my clairvoyance, it's so fast. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the idea. It's kind of like, you know, imagine that you're going to clean your house and you're going to be blindfolded. You're going to have to feel around. You're going to have to just perceive it. Just feel where
0: it's dirty. Just feel... It's gonna take you that's, forever. That's an amazing <laughs> analogy. I love that. And it might not get and it and like you you can clean it. Yeah. You
1: could get better at it, right? You could even improve on those yeah. feeling skills of of sensing where things are and you know, this feeling the dirt is in that corner or whatever. But if you can just see, oh, there's dirt in that corner, mm. you just go and clean it and it's much Faster and efficient. Um, yeah, I've I've thought of that analogy before. I'm like, oh, I really—it's so clear. It's such a like clear analogy. Of yeah,
0: it's beautiful.
1: Why we would want to see um, yeah. even the 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 stuff that's not so pleasant in our space. Mm. If you just see the dirt in the corner, then you just like, oh, okay, I'll just clean it up. It's not a big deal. Um, so you know, this is uncomfortable pieces of energy that we have Mm. kind of latent in
0: our space. uh, And how does it show up for you in that clear vision way? Like, let's say you're working with a specific plant um, Mm -hmm. and you're communicating and you're having that psychic communication with that plant. Are you then seeing kind of a visual come through? Is it something Mm -hmm. like that?
1: Yeah. So I, I often see visuals come through and I also read with my knowingness. so I mentioned knowingness in the seventh chakra. So yeah, kind of like, you know, sometimes you'll just know something. You can't tell anyone yep. why someone yep. asks you for the right. It's just like, I just know. Yeah. You know, there's no, no rationale. You just use your knowingness and you, ha- you can get answers mm-hmm. um, with that. So I use a combination of seeing and, and knowing essentially. And at times I will feel things too which is a a message to me basically that I have some energy in another chakra. And I, Mm. it's a, it's, it's very common actually for me to have that experience. And um, the more and more I read, the more and more I just end up to be more predominantly in uh, my clairvoyant space, but I don't think it'll ever be perfect or a hundred percent. That's not the goal really. Um, But I'll, I usually, so I, I'm, I'm trained as a clairvoyant. So I have to read people, um, which I still do in practice. And so I always start with a color. Mm. I like to start with a color as kind of also how I teach is beginning by looking at a color and discovering what information is in that color. Um, and another fun thing that, I really enjoy doing is looking at the plant past lives. Um, I call them plant past lives. Whoa! But looking at how they've That's been used amazing. as medicine, yeah. yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, looking at how they've been used as medicine throughout time on our planet. Yeah. So we can look at all of this through our clairvoyance. and it totally like most people feel or have the experience on some level that they think they're making it up because it's it tends to be pretty easy um you just see things uh it unfolds however it unfolds and well it's also so funny because then someone will tell the whole story of what they saw and then you know another person in class happens to know the entire history of how that plant has been used and has read books on it and all sorts of things and like gives the total like historical confirmation basically of what this person was seeing. Wow. Um, And so it's fun because a lot of the times people get to have validation for their clairvoyance, for their psychic uh, experiences and abilities. And um, yeah, I mean, it's also another fun way to learn. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I like to do is – sort of have our own information. Mm. Um, we spoke a little bit about this earlier, but we're creating our own information in present time about plants and about fungi and about um, what their properties are. And, you know, if they're a good medicine for us and all more personal things. Um, so it's very different from reading a book I, yeah, I've heard someone else say this. Um, and it had, I liked the way they spoke about it. I believe it was um, from the evolution of herbalism. But he felt like when he read a book, he didn't, he could read a few pages about a plant and still was yearning for more, mm. right? Like, like oh. wanting a, a deeper relationship with than that. And I so felt that like so I I went to herb school and that was where I was like, okay, I'm gonna really I'm gonna do this. I don't know how or how this is gonna come together or what it's gonna look like. But my I wanna learn how to talk to plants and and basically just do that. <laughs> um and so that's kind of where I created the method that I teach,
0: um, which is you know, a, a weaving together of. Yeah. Of, it's using herbalism and your clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. It's
1: so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I have to say, I'm like, wow, yeah. this
0: is really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and when like, um, when I heard it for the first time on the podcast, I was like, that makes so much sense. But like, I've never come across anyone, you know, that is working it with it in that way. It's so Mm -hmm. incredible that like this modality emerged from you. Um, Is there specific plants that you love to work with that really connect you to that clairvoyance or is it always shifting and changing? I would say it's, it tends to shift
1: and change. Um, There are certain plants that are like, my go-to kind of yeah. allies um ones that i connect with more often um and you know this is one of the foundations of my herbal teaching and also just something that i really experienced to be true is you don't need like a lot of herbs to be an incredible herbalist mm. like you just you know if you think about how our landscapes are sort of set up. There's not, there's a diversity, but you can do a lot with just like sage. Like Mm. you can just do, you know, 90% of what you need to do with with one plant. And then maybe sometimes you go into, you create relationships with other plants and use them for different uh, different energies that come up basically. And so, for for me, there's not. I and I think also because I learned how to be how to be clairvoyant. I just learned that I already was clairvoyant, or yeah. a method for for accessing my clairvoyance yeah. before I created this method uh, for connecting with the plants. And. So for me, it's, it's very much, you know, some plants are louder than others. So Mm. I'll, I'll get, you know, more information from them, or maybe I just have a deeper relationship. So I trust more of what I hear, you know, that kind of thing. Calendula is one of those for me. Calendula, yeah. They, 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 they're pretty vibrant. Um, I mean, you can even just see in the way they grow, but it's I mean, it's really fun to, teach this stuff because everyone has their experience and then we all kind of share about what we see and notice and experience and everyone's always talking about the same entity like Mm. you can like the energy of of the conversation and the sharing it's all like we're you know it's like if someone's talking about a person sometimes even if you don't know who they're talking about with a name right you could kind of yeah, they're oh energetic. Oh, they're talking about this person. I I just can sense that energy in the conversation or whatever. And it's totally like so like that with the plants. The conversation just embodies the essence. Yeah. Um and yeah, so there isn't like a specific plant that I, I use for connecting. I would say more so um just the earth in general just mother mm-hmm. earth like yeah just the whole the whole thing and I love entering that. into yeah groundedness
0: and connection it can be with mother that earth. simple which is something that i think kind of gets lost in translation a little bit um when we're talking about connecting to the, to the world, it's like, it can be as simple as just going for a walk. Right. And having Mm -hmm. that connection and it doesn't have, you know, but it can be more Mm -hmm. um, just a, a more like amazing experience when you start to kind of find the different plant allies that are really calling to you and just like enriches everything. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that would yeah, be a good way. Yeah, it totally does.
1: Yeah, I think, and that's a big part of the reason I got, so I wanted to really talk to the plants. I was like, I feel like, I love being in nature. I feel so good when I yeah. spend a, a day or a few days just like outside in a energetically pure environment. And I want to be able to know who is here. Like, I know there's so much, like, and it's within us, you know. It's like, we, everyone has past lives, or I mean, there's newer spirits. But anyway, we have this deep relationship with Earth. I mean, on some level, we've, we remember being more connected. We remember. Living in a way where, you know, everything was just so much more integrated with Earth and yeah, um, and so we yearn for that, mm-hmm. you know, like we go out into nature and we're like, we're yearning for like, wait, I feel like, you know, that's why like people love foraging and yes, it, it's, it's just part of who we are. It's like, it's just so healing to live um I'll call it maybe a more traditional lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and oh. yeah.
0: And I love how you called them your plant friends and <laughs> that the plants have friends with each other as well. They do. <laughs> Which is yeah so <laughs> awesome. Um yeah. I would love to kind of dive into a little bit about how our Our bodies can be these vessels of co creation with the plants, Mm -hmm. and how you see us um, kind of creating more of that, you know, that divine life that we want to be a part of through working with the plants. And I love that you talk about it in terms of co creating and creation. Um, I guess you could also call it manifestation, but I like the word Mm -hmm. creation. Because it it is about you know constantly creating and 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 just expanding yeah. and evolving. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would love to hear more about how you think that we can just utilize the plant world for that creation process. Yeah,
1: that's this is such a big and wonderful question. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can go anywhere. Yeah, it's open. Um and there's still so much I want to talk to you about, which is <laughs> so you'll have to let me know when when I have to stop, but
1: yeah, no that I I'm really I'm loving this conversation so much. Yeah. Um So a big piece of of why I wanted to just first get into communication was I don't want to be, I I felt like we're so kind of out of balance with Mm. our present overarching, I'll say overarching because it's definitely people are making their individual um, creations and choices in life that are very sustainable and balanced. Um, But felt like we're just at odds with with our relationship, and we need to, in order for there to be balance, we're going to have to have communication, right? Mm. Um, it's almost like humanity has started to compete with Mother Nature, and in competition, there's no communication. Oh, that
0: is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So feel that so strongly. Like as if we're smarter than nature and we're not. (laughs) We're not gonna I don't I don't wanna I
1: I, I'm part we're part of nature. We don't need to compete exactly.
0: Um, Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So there's no communication with earth Mm. on the on the large scale. Like that's Mm. not the that's not predominant, you know. Many people would even think I'm a bit nutty and in, in what I do. Maybe it's like because it's far from what they're used to, right? For me, it's so normal and so um, integrated. Of course, I ground and connect with Earth every day, and um, of course, I. It's important to spend some time, you know, just pausing to, mm-hmm. to talk to a plant, even just for a moment. Um, but communication was like the first thing that I wanted to create. Um, you know, we're we're creating that balanced, harmonious relationship so that we're not overusing um, or taking too, too much, mm. so that we can have a balanced, uh, reciprocal relationship where we're we're benefiting, but we're also giving back. Um, part of the readings we I usually integrate, um, looking at what does this plant need? Do they? Is there anything, you know, that's that's part of it? Um, and so communication—we can get back into communication with Earth. I mean, that's gonna—that's like, that'll change the world right there. You know, yeah. if we can be in communication, um, because there's so much. Unconscious uh, use of you know use of materials um, you know you, there's trash on the streets it's like all these things that like if you look at if you look at them you're like oh my gosh it's and it's also necessary to look to really look at what our programming is um within our our current paradigm that we're obviously struggling deeply with, um to be able to recognize programmed information versus like the earth's wisdom that kind of runs through our body, right? Mm-hmm. Be able to even recognize the difference between those two things. Um and a lot of this we need to have a huge amount of awareness and be able to move through energetic barriers, blockages, whatever we, you know, um, something that I look at in readings of people is programmability and how easily people let go of old information and take a new information. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's kind of like this holding on tight to to some levels of programmability that are really um if you look at how the earth works the, the programming is not in sync with the earth um it's not in harmony with that with the earth systems and the relationship and so developing a lot of awareness and being able to communicate with the earth um, with plants and being able to trust that in yourself, mm-hmm. or at least being so that people can have the experience of what it's like to, sh- to change. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cause to change when you their have energy. that experience, then you can feel it within yourself. Yeah. And you can, and you and, and break those, I find them their fear programming. A lot of the, pr- you know, the programs are based off of this fear, that we have Mm -hmm. and, um, or that Mm -hmm. has been placed upon us. Whereas if you look at how nature works, it's not based on those energetics. It's based on a flow and abundance and, um, yeah, that beautiful reciprocity of, you know, Mm -hmm. providing everything that we need. Yeah. Um, while also tending to the planet in what it needs, because like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. we're, we're part of our.
1: Yeah, we're totally part of Earth. Yeah, I that, I love the way you uh, put that all together. Um Yeah. It's uh so much is it's developing our awareness and being able to trust our experiences and having those experiences for ourselves it's like i spoke earlier you know we both have these significant healing experiences Mm -hmm. in order for people to change and really believe in the possibility for themselves to go through a big shift they need to we need to experience it for ourselves yeah um and unfortunately like i witnessed this for myself i kind of i had to come to a place of rock bottom to really Want to mm-hmm. move into the next wave, and we're we're there <laughs> we've passed rock bottom, yeah. and everything
0: is turning yeah. intensely um, I can feel it so strongly too I'm just like the earth like wants us to be to like get it together already, like I can just constantly am reminded of it and and hear it, and I'm just like. Okay, I'll, you know, it's like I'll do what I can in, in my own unique creative mm-hmm. way. But um it's just and I, I I do believe that there's just like so much great opportunity and possibility that is coming forward and yeah. people really um embodying these truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what always gives me hope.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I I mean. Totally. You have to hit rock bottom to change. We're there. And Mm -hmm. it's like people are really changing. Yeah. It's going in. It's unfortunately going in this huge like diversion, huge split. Yeah. Um, And becoming very sighted, which I have my struggles with. And I also like see, you know, I it has really helped me to come to, into my clairvoyance during this mm-hmm. time into awareness during this time um, because when we're if we get really wrapped up in the intensity of kind of like the budding of heads, um, we're generally more in our lower chakras and that and it's created a huge, I mean another, level of toxicity that we're experiencing is essentially like the, the consequences of the division and the mm-hmm. anger mm-hmm. and the resentment and, um, everything that's on either side. And I'm, he- I'm, I feel those feelings too. I get, mm-hmm. I get really upset with, um, with people for, not trusting in their body, um, not not taking that step or for succumbing to the pressure because I know yeah. a lot of people just like, oh, I just want to make everyone around me happy or I have exactly. to do this for work or da. da, da. Mm-hmm. I get I feel angry. Um and I think it's important to recognize the anger and it's anger isn't a bad emotion it's just a normal human emotion it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't help us to stay there yeah um but so our you know we're we're psychically basically picking up on all of the energy that's around us all the time and so having this intense combative yeah um energy kind of exploding out all over the world. And, you know, I've also taken a new relationship with Instagram lately because I don't want to be combative. Oh, Um,
0: I I don't, I feel that with Instagram. I think a lot of people do. A lot of people have recalibrated their relationship or just gone completely off, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand. Um, It feels like you're going into an energetic portal when you go into Instagram and Mm -hmm. um, there's just, yeah, there's this like want to like share information that you know is intuitively the right path for our planet, but then also this kind of awareness that not everybody has that um, can see it can, can even yeah. hear you. It can fall on deaf can ears. Hear, yeah. It can either fall on deaf ears
1: or yeah. p- maybe someone or put someone into resistance or
2: mm-hmm.
0: be like, oh my gosh, they, they see too. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's um, so many ways that it can go about. Yeah. And I have started
1: speaking my truth on yeah. Instagram, which was a, with a decision that I deliberated over. For quite some time, yeah, and what I really experienced was that I was I felt like I was in the shackles of silence
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that was unhealthy for me, and I felt like I was almost leading a double life because in in my regular life um, out in my community, yeah. I, I never wear a mask yeah. um, I you know I speak openly with my friends and loved ones. About my position on
0: on mm-hmm.
1: things, and I share information that I believe is important, even if it creates a challenge in a relationship. Because I feel like I can't. For me, uh, it's okay. I know that not everyone can hear me, and it, this is part of being a healer. You want every you want everyone to like yeah. know, so that they can heal themselves and be healthy and well. It comes
0: from this place of true caring yeah because you know some people it's done for your yeah. own life and you just want mm-hmm. like that's you know when I started to change my eating habits and predominantly plant-based which works for me but I, I think everyone has their own way of intuitively knowing what diet works for mm-hmm. them in a holistic way I just want to be like everybody needs to you know get on board with this but um yeah it's it's just because you want to see people healthy and whole and vibrant and mm-hmm. living an optimal life within the the beautiful rhythm of nature. And of course, within your own work, it's like you work specifically talking and communing with the plant world. So you have that inner knowing of how
2: mm-hmm.
0: profound and powerful it is. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, it feels like it would you know, I can see how there was that moment of not wanting to speak out, but then being like, but that's so innately part of who you are and what you create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I yeah. love all of your I, shares I experienced.
1: It, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a big decision for me and I took steps with it. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to be in a fight with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, um, it was, I feared the the retribution or whatever would, would come out. And honestly, it's, I think because I did it with, I mean, I use Instagram as a very filtered kind of journal Mm -hmm. for myself, you know, I, I don't, Pop on Instagram if I'm like in the midst of a really angry yeah, experience yeah. <laughs> and like divulge yeah. you know I don't want people to just be you know exposed to to my you know fit of whatever I'm experiencing. It's not yeah. that doesn't need to happen, but I came to a place where I I felt like I have to speak. I felt like I'm leaving this life. In in my regular,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and the way I go about and choose what I do, and
0: yeah. then
1: I feel like I have to hide something. Yeah, from from this community of of people who follow me, um, and who a lot of them I follow too, and I feel like I just don't want to hide. I don't want to be afraid of of someone getting mad at me um, you know a lot of the things that if you're sensitive to energy of course I don't want people to get mad at me or to think I'm I'm hor- a horrible person or anything like that um, I, I'm making for me like the decisions that I make for my health and my life and what I choose to do are very clear and mm-hmm. um, you know I do research but I also really... I've tapped into a lot of my intuition for yeah. for my choices and then find, you know, you find things that kind of inform your intuition, mm-hmm. right? And I Give think you did it in such language.
0: A, a beautiful way that shows deep intentionality and a deep knowing of yourself. And that's why I think it translated in, into a really beautiful expression. Mm-hmm. And I always think that when I go to these things to share, you know, the podcast is a big place for me to share my, my truths and, and, and like, this is my communication vehicle. And I always go into it kind of like with a, almost like a prayer of like, let this be, you know, the highest expression that I'm supposed to share. And it's almost like I have this visioning that I can do And I hold myself energetically and I allow my, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about that co-creation. Like you said, we can create the reality that we want to experience, you know, and Mm -hmm. we can create it with the natural world. So it's about envisioning how even you want to be perceived in that experience. And when it always comes back from truth and authenticity and honesty and integrity, um, it's almost like there's like this filter that even if something was a negative, you know, whatever, it doesn't get through, it doesn't penetrate. And I always like mm-hmm. try to hold to that and and bring that to my rituals and and everything that I try to create.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, before I we got on the podcast, I set the energy for, you know, this for me to communicate, you know, my 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 clearest truth and for this to be in service of, you know, mother earth and and mm-hmm. the divine forces on our planet, like to just set the the energy for that clarity because you know we we're going through so much energy right now. I mean, yeah. we're we're just human, and we need to have so much forgiveness for ourselves during this time mm, definitely um, and i I think it's been really helpful to set the energy for. For creating and sharing with the world because it yeah. is such an it can create such an impact on someone's energy to encounter whatever they see on their phone because it there's a there's it's a post that's full of energy and a lot of the yeah. time it's kind of been something that's formed for me like some of these posts form over a month or a week or you know yeah. it's 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 a synthesis of information and mm-hmm. and um, you know, how everything has come together and what I see, um, it can create a big impact on someone's day. So I don't, you know, we, it helps to be very conscious with how we put energy out and how we set that in the world. Yeah. And I always think it all
0: has yeah, it's not yeah. only the the caption or, or the or the photo or anything. It's like the energetic imprint that you are creating with it, with
2: mm-hmm.
0: and people can feel that. And yeah, in all mediums and all the things that you do. And I think it's just totally. so beautiful that we can practice that and allow that to be. Um, even before this episode, I just had this like intuitive feeling that I needed to ground into the earth and. I was around you know the um what are these called? <laughs> I have one dandelions yes, the dandelions. thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to bring a dandelion. It was just this beautiful feeling of and I really felt the energy grounding into into the earth when I did that, and it was just so beautiful to to set the stage for these conversations. Cause I think these conversations are so important and impactful. And I even spoke about this on my last podcast, like, even if, um, no one's maybe hearing it, it's like the, the energy of the planet is receiving it. Like yeah. mother nature is hearing you're, it. You're setting it and, and it's
1: coming from you. Like, yeah. even if you're holding that vibration. You're attracting it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're part of the chain or the web of life, however you want to see that. It's all, everything we do, things, it all has an impact. It all has an energetic impact. And um, that can be a really inspiring, it Can you can go either way with it, right? But it can, it can be very inspiring in terms of how we want to create and live our lives
0: yeah because what we are,
1: you matter you know yeah what are some plants matter?
0: that you're that you're using to um hold that energetic um expression like what are some of your plants that are you're using at this moment to really give you that um groundedness or that confidence or whatever it may be um for mm-hmm. me i um because I'm just getting into this world of starting to communicate and connect with plants, even if I'm not physically with them, just on an energetic level. Um, mm-hmm. And Angelica has been coming to me. And when I learned a little bit more about it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's all about authenticity and deep truths, and, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with that full expression. So I'm so curious what, what plants are, are you using in this time? And then there's so many yeah. other things I want to ask, but we'll probably have to wrap up soon. <laughs> yeah, that's um, One of
1: the main ones actually is in a plant. It's a mushroom, Rishi oh, Rishi mm-hmm. is one that I, I I think has been significant for me in this time, um, just in terms of helping it to like adapt. To a new paradigm Mm -hmm. um, that Rishi has been really incredible and also um, just in my psychic communication has so much to offer us for helping us to move through the levels and layers of toxicity that we're experiencing whether those are purely energetic or more Mm -hmm. physical like um, you know Chemicals in the environment, or or in our food, or whatever, Rishi has been um, one that just I have every day. On physically, I Mm -hmm. I drink Rishi every day, Um, and that's that's a big one. Um, I keep it simple as well. Wild rose is one that i come back to and helping to move through the the old the things that i've held on to um, from the past that didn't get to totally move out of my body Um, when they when in the midst of that energy something got stuck um so wild rose has been helpful for that because we're obviously very there's so many triggers right now.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, so wild rose has been amazing for that. And then, uh chamomile. Mm. Did that but one? There's, these are all so like soothing. pretty common and chamomile is just so, so sweet. I, I mean, I woke up in the middle of the night the other night, which I, I'm night feeding. I breastfeed still. And so, yeah, I, wake up in the middle of the night often and usually I just go back to sleep but there was a piece of energy that obviously didn't get cleared out of my body before I went to bed and came up um as energy well if we don't clear it and really needed to get out and I just I just connected with chamomile and I just like oh my gosh it was like I just relished in that moment it just like enveloped me hmm. in, in, in this safety and security. It's like, it's this incredibly motherly presence. Um, so, so it's such a safe uh, plant. Um, and it's very common and, you know, pretty much everyone knows chamomile. Yeah. And for a good reason too. Like, yeah, they're, they're incredibly powerful. And I just went straight. Like after the energy came out, I just went right back to sleep after connecting with chamomile and having that that healing from from Mm. the plant. So when we connect spirit to spirit with these plants, we get to heal ourselves, Mm. uh, release energy. They help us. You know, if we think about what our plants doing and why do they work differently for different people, they're you know we we all just have different energetic makeup. Some they they kind of to have their specialties of what they're good at they can also learn how to do new things Um, but they work with particular types of energy that tend to get held in particular body systems Um, and there's no rules really for where energy Mm -hmm. is held or stored there's just kind of tendencies right
0: yeah um I love that you talk about it in terms of you don't even have to physically connect with the the plant, mm-hmm. but just psychically and how powerful yeah. that is, you know, and yeah. there's just that opens up the world of access yeah. to the medicine of the plant. And I mm-hmm. think that is such an important thing that people can know and learn and start to work with.
1: Yeah. That's something that actually... You know, people before signing up for the class are often like, um, "You know, what materials do I need? Where are we going to get these plants? How are we going to do this?" Oh, you don't. we It's all just energy. We're not yeah. going to have the physical plants with us. Um, you know, you you'll be able to go get them on your own, but that's going to be your your decision. Your project. Um, yeah. We create vibrational medicine kits in the program and. Uh, so that students can really delve deeper with the plants that they're in affinity with and get to know them um, and have a more simplified body to access Mm -hmm. rather than, I think it gets overwhelming, even if, whether you're an experienced herbalist or whether, you know, no no matter where you're at, it's helpful to just have have less is more, you know, you're not overwhelmed by 50 different possible decisions. Maybe if you've been an herbalist for years and really developing your relationships, 50 would be more manageable Mm -hmm. um, to draw from. But if you're kind of just starting out or even if you're, you're well on your way, maybe you've noticed, okay, I have 50, but I only ever choose 12 of them. (laughs) So yeah. Um, yeah, just less is more and really, you know, developing those deep relationships and um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. It's so beautiful. Um, I do, I want to wrap up soon to just honor your time. There is something else I wanted to kind of get into your love story a bit and connecting energetically with your partner because, that's something that I consciously did kind of at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I shared my story on on the podcast, but um, I would love to hear your story because I think it's such a beautiful way that we can start to understand that relationship and, and connecting with um, a partner before we physically are with a partner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, I mean, you know we've talked about this about creating or we both kind of, it sounds like you veer away from the word manifesting because it's kind of like an end result. And then it's just like, and then yeah. it, you manifested it. Yeah, done. exactly. Um, whereas if we're creating, it's like, you know, cause I'm still creating my relationship with my partner. Yeah. It's not like, it's not done. Yeah. Um, so I actually, so I was in yeah. herb school I had gone up north. I I was living in Santa Monica, and then I went up north to live. I ended up living kind of between Sebastopol and Santa Rosa. Um, Anyway, I moved up north to go to the California School of Herbal Studies, and I knew moving that a big part of my intention and what I was creating was a partnership. Mm. And I actually met someone very quickly. When I moved, and and it was a, it was an okay relationship. It wasn't. I wanted to, I wanted it to be, wanted to convince myself that that was right, but I just had, there was just something off. And it's nothing, you know, wrong with the person. It's just was the the chemistry or the karma, however you want to see it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: One of my friends I remember said to me, "If it's not a hell yes, it's probably a no." Mm Yeah. Like it she just she's very intuitive and anyway, I just I was like it's not a it's not that hell yes. Like I just didn't have that in my body and I kind of just overnight made this decision like okay, this isn't it. This is this isn't what I came here for. I just know this isn't what I came here for and I started all of a sudden too open to what I had come for, like the fear of, of being single, or the fear of not meeting, or the fear that this wasn't going to work, all just dissipated, like it just was gone, and I, I just, it was, it was at the, there was a fairly um, significant eclipse, I remember the day I made this decision, there was a very significant eclipse. And I just delve. I dove fully into, into the experience of creating this partnership. Mm. And like the deepest trust I I could imagine. And I had I trusted myself on so many creative levels at that point. And I really just went into it fully and like totally embodied it. And I could, I felt like I, we had already met. I even wrote in my journal, um, like something like no one can tell me this is false because it's already happened. Mm. Like I already have it. Something, something like that. Um, it's interesting to read the passages in my journal from the time because it's just like our whole, it's like everything's in there. Um, And I mean, I, I, I hadn't met Alec, my husband yet, but I just had that feeling like, you know, you're kind of like walking on clouds. Like I was just totally, totally encapsulated in this, incredible by vibration of like romantic love. Um and I spent about a week really deeply in that energy. Um and I told maybe one other person that I was feeling that I didn't mm-hmm. want to paint it or to have anyone else's energy affect what I was creating because that can Definitely. happen. Um, yeah. And So I was told, I, I shared it with one person who I trusted would would allow me to to have that, hold that vibration. Um, and I kind of, you know, let it go for some time and uh, just helped, kept moving on with life. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I do believe that. But you know, anyway, some some different energy would come up, and I kind of, I very much let it go. I. I didn't forget, but I wasn't holding on. Mm. I really wasn't holding on at all. Um,
0: and I feel like that's a very pivotal point, yeah. like moment in, you know, in all mm-hmm. creation stories, because that happened yeah. to me as well.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you have to let it go. The yeah. universe has to, you have to, to let it go trust. to the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Release it to the universe so that you, the universe can bring it back to you. Yeah. Right? you're holding on like oh my god yeah this has to happen just you're gonna it's a, it's not gonna come yeah the fullness there's gonna be something else for you to work through because you need to let go
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you release the energy to the universe so that that energy can come back to you and i i really did i know i released it because i see how it has happened and I, you know, I didn't have any attachment to when it would happen or Mm -hmm. how or any of that because we can't control the how, Um, and I, my friend invited me to, uh, it was a late Halloween party, and it was also after this, this last night um, at, herb school we had a cordial party we all made different herbal elixirs to share mm. with one another and we also had a, uh, a whole performance so we shared music or song a dance or poems whatever someone wanted to share creatively and I actually uh, that was the first time I, May might be the only time I've ever performed um, a song on the guitar in front of a group of that's people that's amazing <laughs> And the last line, it was Lilac Wine. Um, and I kind of went in with the Nina Simone mm. energy of it. Um, and the last line of the song is, I feel I'm ready for my love. Oh, and and I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it at bulgey the time. And then, that, <laughs> and then that night, um, I I was very, very like, I didn't have a child then, my dog was was my baby. I brought him with me to this Halloween party. Mm. It was a very, it was an incredible, it was the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> and- um, For many reasons. <laughs> for many reasons, yeah. <laughs> and I he pulled me, he saw my friend in this bus and he, he really likes her. So he pulled me into this bus and maybe there's another, you know, deeper reason. I reasoning he might have been picking up on my husband's energy, who's also in there. But anyway, he he went and he sat across from Alec, and I saw Alec and was immediately like, "I'm just, I'm so happy my dog sat here, so I have a reason to go sit yeah. um, across from this person who I'm like magnetically drawn to." Um, and we we just locked eyes in that moment and we briefly introduced ourselves. And I think within maybe a minute or less, we had both kind of just decided that we had found the person we had been looking for because he, he had gone on a whole summer tour. He's an artist. He'd gone on this whole long adventure, um, the California and, uh, Colorado doing art festivals, painting and art festivals in Oregon. Um, wow. And uh, before he left for this, his journey, he had the thought like, you know, I, I think I'm going to meet the person that I've been looking for. And he had, you know, certain things about me that are all exactly who I am. And I had things about him that are all exactly who he is. And, um, he got it was his very it was the last it was the final weeks of his journey he wasn't going to any more festivals he was working on a farm um helping build a house and we he felt like he had to come to this party it was he drove way out of his way up from ukiah down to um what's the what's the little town the the town the town's name is escaping me which is which is fine. Um, anyway, so he drove down to go to this party. It was like an hour, hour and a half, um, and Occidental. And we, he, he had released that he was going to find me as well. He was like, he thought that we were going to, that he would meet his person, um, his partner that he was looking for, uh, at one of the festivals. You know, like that was his thought. I'm going to all these festivals, probably going to meet, meet her on, on this journey. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't happen. So he kind of let it go. You know, he's like, okay, you know, that's okay. But for, but still was like, I'm, I'm just definitely going to this party. Yeah. And, and we met and we, Talked for the entire night and and late into the morning. I think it was like six in the morning or something when we started uh, ways. And I had to do a little bit of work. I had a job that I was working on, so I had to go do that the next day. And obviously hadn't slept at all.
0: Yeah, um, two hours but on an energetic high.
1: <laughs> on an energetic clearly. high. And and he his friends had to go back to the farm. Because um, he'd come down with his friends, and he was like, "You guys, you know, just leave me here. I'll be fine." <laughs> <So> they, they <laughs> left him there. He waited around the whole day, just kind of like walking around Occidental, waiting for me to come pick him up. Wow. And um, and that—I mean—and that was basically it.
0: And we so amazing. I think then we. We told each other we loved each other. Probably this, the
1: second day, or that we knew each other. It was all of this. Just both of us had asked for something like really major and and um, yeah. huge to come into our lives, and also for a person who was incredibly committed to themselves and their growth,
2: mm. and
1: um, wanted to live an alternative adventurous life Yeah, um, with a real like ultimate faith in, in creativity and our human ability to create or the law of attraction, whatever you want to say that, but govern life by and our choices by um, our belief in our infinite capacity as spirit, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: create a life of abundance and, Um, harmony with nature and healing and everything just it all just came together and it's I mean it's just ever since we met we've been been moving really very quickly through Mm -hmm. through all of all of these incredible moments and
0: but I think it's amazing um, because you were creating this before you met so the meeting mm-hmm. place was almost like already down the journey along the line. And mm-hmm. I always like to think of it as like when something like that happens and, and you, you know, for you, you met, met your partner. when I met my partner, it's like the universe loves to surprise you. Like you can yeah create the container and the visions and the surrender, but you'll never know like how it actually transpires. And that's the, the like – beauty and yeah. the miracles that we can still find in the universe like on a daily basis and I think it's just yeah. so powerful and I love this story so much because I know that it's can be like this can happen for everybody like this is so possible totally. and then it's like that union is always such an expansive thing for your creations like your creations start to um really mm-hmm. just expand because you are in that conscious partnership that's here to, yeah. to to do things and to make positive impacts on the world. And there's nothing more totally. beautiful than that. So amazing. Yeah.
1: I I I love the way you put all of that because I do feel like that is so important to have a partnership. Um that really supports your creativity because then you have someone who sees you all the time you're constantly getting a hello to you and your capabilities Mm -hmm. as spirit and it doesn't mean that like life is just not hard at all anymore and there's no ups and downs like there's still life is still life but you have someone that you're co-creating with and Mm -hmm. It's really incredible to witness how life unfolds when you can um, I call it kind of like a joint mock-up or 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 co it's co-creation, right? It's yeah, it's more powerful when you do it together. You're two people focusing energy. Mm-hmm. Um at the similar vibration and it starts to just come in. It's really incredible. Like it was coming in before, but it's coming in at a new level now. There's this, yeah. Um, you're witnessing someone else and their trust and their faith in themselves, and you're getting to create that more in yourself, and always have that reminder in your life. Uh, it's it's really amazing to have a partner who can, um, who Walks life with that same lens, yeah. Um, so that you can create, and, and I mean, like, just if everyone had relationships where that were really that supportive
2: mm-hmm. to
1: who they truly are. Wow, well, I mean, like, the world would be such a different place, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Any kind of relationship an, where you get to be seen for who you really are. And accepted Mm -hmm. and acknowledged, however your expression is, is such a beautiful way. And I I think of that also in terms of that communication with the with the planet. We can we can go into that relationship, acknowledging and holding and uh, seeing the Earth in all its beauty and glory. Because, right, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like adding that relationship aspect that beautiful union when it comes to the planet as well totally
1: yeah i mean we were we're designed to live in community like yeah don't it's not living a totally insular like i'm doing it all myself i just like it's not it's overwhelming it's too much having balance and having community to you know, beyond just partnership, having community to be supported by is not uh, an integral part to having a sustainable relationship with the earth. If you have to do it all by yourself, like, of course, you're gonna be have to be wasteful and cut corners in all sorts of places because mm-hmm. you we can't. We can't do that. It's not a one man show. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: I love that. Well, I love to um, end the podcast with something I call cosmic pings. And it's just these like quick question answers and whatever kind of comes to your intuition when I ask you some of these okay. phrases or, or questions. And I didn't send this beforehand. Oh, that sounds so. like no, that's good because they're,
1: they have to be totally intuitive. Yeah, totally like,
0: intuitive. Um, okay. So the first plant you remember connecting or communicating to. That yeah, was Vitex. Angus castus. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what one. that plant is.
1: <laughs> um it's I'll it, have it to look it up. Me. You'll have yeah, I yeah. I could go in. I could go in anyway. Yeah. That was the first one. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: A scent that you love and inspires you. Sage. Mm. I was
1: hiking this morning and I just walked by this um the sage plant and it just walked it through it just made my morning
0: Mm, I love that the moon phase that ignites change for you Mm. say a full moon and today we have the pink full moon (laughs) there we go yep Right. Scorpio moon today. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a big I one. <laughs> uh, I love that. A plant that is misunderstood.
2: Hmm.
1: That's, a, that's an interesting question. I was thinking detura. And I think people are coming under to understand Datura more, hmm. but on the surface level, Datura can be misunderstood.
0: Hmm. So and
1: interesting. And clematis is the
0: next one that's coming to mind. Beautiful. Um, a place in the world that you long to visit. Hmm. That's funny.
1: Uh, Spain is coming to mind, but I mm. have never <laughs> it's new, it's
0: brand new. <laughs> I mean, Spain would be um, amazing.
1: <laughs> Spain, Spain just came to mind. I do have way, way back. I have um, Spanish, Spanish ancestry. Mm. I'm, a, I'm of the. My grandfather was one of the, the Black Irish, so. Oh, he, he has Spanish. So he was, he was heavily Spanish.
0: And so yeah. I, I have some of that from him. So the black Irish, is that just the, um, the darker kind of features? Yeah. So he had dark jet black hair, really dark mm-hmm. tan skin, um, but blue eyes. And so that's my, that's um, my boyfriend, what he comes from. Oh, okay. The black Irish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have a little bit of Spanish blood and um, I actually, it's interesting. I've looked at a few different things. Um, when my partner and I met, we were both like, where was the last time we knew each other? And we both said Algeria. And we were like, where is Algeria? Is that an African?" Anyway, Algeria is actually very close to Spain. Wow. Anyway, and It's so there's, and then I, you know, my, I'm, obviously Irish as well. So and Spain's not too far from Ireland. Anyway, I just thought that was like I was like, oh, you can that's like those are really short little boat rides right there. Yeah. And so you know spirit babies can hold on and just hop on, hop on over, take a yeah. trip. So anyway.
0: Wow. Um, so interesting.
1: Yeah, it it is interesting.
0: It is. Oh, amazing. Um the universe is it is, yeah. Oh, that's the question. The universe is. Oh the,
1: oh, the universe is fill in the blank. Okay. It's a fill in the blank question. It's a
0: fill in the blank.
1: The universe is always
0: changing. Mm. Beautiful. And love is. I
1: want to say everything. Love is the greatest source for healing, Mm -hmm. the greatest vibration for healing, I mean, you can, yeah, if you can cultivate that vibration within yourself, you can really move anywhere. There's not much that can get at that frequency because it's so high. So you don't get drawn
0: back by all the nonsense mm, that's such a beautiful and perfect way to conclude um, if anyone would love to connect with you or uh, work with you I know you have your own psychic herbalism Institute where can they find all this information and work with you
1: yeah so you can discover uh, my website the Institute for psychic herbalism um, which is actually new I'm like just launching it. Okay. Like basically tomorrow.
0: Um, oh wow.
1: It's been a, it's been a long time coming.
0: Amazing. Yeah. But in this
1: podcast, it'll air the day after. So anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to um, include all of that in the, in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah. I have, a, I have a present. Anyway, I'm I've created the new website. It's been a long time coming and I'm really excited to release that because it's, uh, it's in depth and, um, In present time as well and i'm also on instagram my instagram handle is flow her frequency Mm -hmm. like flower frequency uh a little play on words and yeah those are the two great places to connect with me there's a contact page um, on my website if you if anyone wants to send a personal message or inquiry um and the we I will be accepting new students into the psychic verbalism clairvoyant mm. program soon, and so it, it's really exciting.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, I've been in my own like little internal winter. I've really allowed myself a winter, mm. um, and that's been amazing. And I'm really excited to get ready for this new new energy. Mm-hmm. um So to make sure that you know when it's happening, you can join the email list. And
0: yeah, beautiful. That's where you can connect. I love it. There is, there's still so much more I want to talk to you about. So you'll <laughs> have to come back to the podcast. Yeah, I would you know love to. This is so much fun. Hour. I know it's so much fun talking about all of this. Like, it's truly what I like to talk about the most in my life. And I'm constantly talking about it. (laughs) Me
1: too. It's so great to have these conversations really focused on like creativity and what we can do rather than everything that's wrong. I mean, you know, we, I, I really feel so much brighter and, and healed by, um, talking about all this incredible energy with you. And so I really want to thank you for holding this space Mm -hmm. and creating this container for um, having these really important conversations that to me, like my experience it's very healing
0: and um, that can be shared with more people. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for just bringing your wisdom and your, beautiful energy and authenticity. And um, I love these conversations so much. And I've just been so excited to have you on because I know your voice is just so impactful in this space. And I just thank you for all the work that you do. So
1: thank you. Thank you so much.
0: It's so lovely to be here, Anna.